0: This is episode number 219, and specifically, it's a storytime episode featuring Thumbelina by Hans Christian Andersen. If you're a new listener, then welcome to my little world of whispers. six types of episodes to calm those overactive squirrels in your brain that keep you awake at night. These episodes include Trivia Time Episodes, Fade Out Episodes, Whisperpedia Episodes, patch Episodes, Chat Episodes. Tonight you'll hear a storytime episode. If you peek in the show notes of this episode or go to sleepwhispers.com you'll find some helpful links to further calm down your pesky brain squirrels (laughs) such as links to 250 more episodes of sleep whispers, eight-hour-long episodes of nature sounds and background noises, plush headphones for bedtime, and a deep relaxation massage chair. Alright, tonight's story is Thumbelina by Hans Christian Andersen with some minor edits by me for suitability for this podcast. If you're like me, then you probably have heard of this short story. But I, I know I couldn't tell you what it is about, except I know it's about a very tiny person. So I'll start with a summary to share what I've learned about this story when I was preparing it. First off, the tiny woman in the original Danish story, her name probably wasn't Thumbelina. This probably occurred from an English translation of the story later and it was just to indicate that she was the size of a thumb. Her name may be better translated to something very simple like just tiny. Anyway, the story begins with her magical birth inside a flower. And all is good (laughs) until she gets whisked away by a toad. of this story, then, reminds me of the movie The Revenant. You know, that it's the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio struggles to survive on his long journey through the wilderness. In this story, though, instead of bears, this story has some crazy reason, all want to get Thumbelina married to someone she doesn't want to marry. The story does have a happy ending. Spoiler alert. And she does marry someone that she wants to. So, don't worry about that during her journey. I that Hans Christian Andersen built up their romantic chemistry a bit more. I'm just not a big fan of movies or stories where the chemistry is simply, alright, you're hot, and I'm hot, so that means we must be good together. Maybe he wrote this story so that Thumbelina represents the unfortunate person who doesn't have many healthy relationships during their development, so they just fall for the first person who seems good enough. Goodness, listen to me. I'm, I'm snuffing out of this lovely fairy tale, (laughs) but I do like the very end of this tale, and it has to do with her name. They make a very good point that I agree with. Anyway, I hope tonight's story distracts your squirrels. something else that may help you to fall asleep. A high-quality sleep mask by Manta Sleep, who is the sponsor of this episode. They sent me one of their sleep masks to try out, and I was really surprised at, at what it looked like. Don't visualize a flat piece of cloth. Laying over your eyes like a slice of bologna, (laughs) which would somewhat work, but instead visualize slice of bologna, which you won't, <laughs> and they also don't put any pressure on your eyelids or on your beautiful eyelashes. My wife and I both tried it, and we were amazed at the complete darkness and also the gentle comfort. They also have different styles. You can get a slim mask, a cool mask. A warm mask, an aroma mask or weighted masks. To get 10% off your order, just go to mantasleep.com and use the code WHISPERS. That's 10% off by going to mantasleep.com and using the code WHISPERS. And for your ease, I put the discount code and a link. Antislip website in the show notes of this episode. Alright. Now on to tonight's curious tale. Tonight's story is Little Tiny also known as Thumbelina by Hans Christian Andersen. There was once a woman She wished very much to have a little child, but she could not obtain her wish. At last she went to a fairy, and she said, I should so very much like to have a little child. Can you tell me where I can find one? Oh, that can be easily managed, said the fairy. Here is a special barley corn. Put it into a flower pot, and watch what will happen. Thank you, said the woman, and she gave the fairy twelve shillings. She went home and planted the barley corn, and immediately there grew up a large, handsome flower, something like a tulip in appearance, but with its leaves tightly closed as if it were still a bud. It is a beautiful flower, said the woman, and she kissed the leaves, and while she did so, the flower opened. Within the flower, on the green velvet stamens, sat a delicate and graceful little maiden. She was scarcely half as long as a thumb, and she gave her the name of As she was so small. A walnut shell, elegantly polished, served her for a cradle, and her bed was formed of blue-violet leaves. Here she slept at night, but during the day she amused herself on a table where the woman had placed a plateful of water. In this plate floated a large tulip leaf. Served tiny for a boat here the little maiden sat and rowed herself from side to side with two oars made of white horsehair. hair. Tiny could also sing so softly and sweetly that nothing like her singing had ever been heard before. one night, while she lay in her pretty bed, a large Ugly, wet toad crept through a broken pane of glass in the window, and it leaped right on the table, where Tiny lay sleeping under her rose-leaf quilt. What a pretty little wife this would make for my son, said the toad, and she took up the walnut shell in which little Tiny lay asleep, and jumped through the window with it into the garden swampy margin of a broad stream in the garden, with her son, who was even uglier than his mother. When he saw the pretty little maiden in her elegant bed, he could only cry, Croak, croak, croak. Don't speak so loud, or she will wake, said the toad, and then she might run away. We'll place her on one of the water lily leaves out in the stream. It will be like an island to her. She is so light and small, and then she can't escape. While she is away, we'll make haste and prepare the stateroom under the marsh in which you are to live when you are married. The tiny little woman woke very early in the morning, bitterly when she found where she was, for she could see nothing but water on every side of the large green leaf and no way of reaching the land. Meanwhile, the old toad was very busy under the marsh, decking her room with rushes and wild yellow flowers to make it look pretty for her new daughter-in-law. Then she swam out with her ugly son to the leaf on which she placed poor little tiny. The old toad bowed low to her in the water and said, Here is my son, he will be your husband, and you will live happily in the marsh by the stream. Croak, croak, croak was all her son could say for himself. Not better think of living with the old toad, and having her ugly son for her husband. The little fishes, who swam about in the water beneath, had seen the toad, and had heard her worries. It made them very sorry to think that she must be forced to live with the ugly toads. So they assembled together in the water, around the green stalk, which held the leaf on which the and gnawed away at the root with their teeth. Then the leaf floated down the stream, carrying Tiny far away out of the reach of land. Tiny sailed past many towns, and the leaf swam away with her farther and farther, till it brought her to a wide forest. During the whole summer, poor little Tiny lived quite alone in the wide forest over herself a bed with blades of grass, and hung it up under a broad leaf to protect herself from the rain. She sucked the honey from the flowers for food, and drank the dew from their leaves every morning. So passed away the summer, and the autumn, and then came the winter, the long, under the shelter of which she had lived, was now rolled together and shriveled up. Nothing remained but a yellow, withered stalk. She felt dreadfully cold, for her clothes were torn, and she was herself so frail and delicate that poor little tiny was nearly frozen. It began to snow also, and the snowflakes, as they fell on her, were like a whole shovelful of snow, falling on one of us, for we are tall, but she was only one inch high. Then she wrapped herself up in a dry leaf, but it cracked in the middle, and could not keep her warm, and she shivered with cold. She traveled a bit, and came at last to the door of a field mouse. There dwelt the field mouse in warmth and comfort with a whole room full of corn, a kitchen, and a beautiful dining room. Poor little Tiny stood before the door, just like a little pecker girl, and begged for a small piece of barley corn, for she'd been without a morsel to eat for two days. "'You poor little creature,' said the field mouse, who was really a good old She was very pleased with Tiny, so she said, You're quite welcome to stay with me all winter, if you like, but you must keep my rooms clean and neat and tell me stories, for I shall like to hear them very much. And Tiny did all that the field mouse asked of her and found herself quite comfortable. We shall have a visitor soon said the field mouse one day. If you could only have him for a husband, you would be well provided for indeed, although he is blind. But Tiny didn't feel at all interested about this neighbor, not because he was blind, but because he was a mole. However, the mole came and paid his visit dressed in his black velvet coat and the mole fell in love with her because she had such a sweet voice. One day, Tiny went for a walk and found a swallow in the snow. The bird had injured his wings in a thorn bush and couldn't fly to a warmer region. She took a leaf which she'd used for her own quill and laid it over the head of the poor bird. The next morning, She again stole out to see the bird. He was alive, but very weak. He could only open his eyes for a moment to look at Tiny. Thank you, pretty little maiden, said the sick swallow. I've been so nicely warmed that I shall soon regain my strength, and I should be able to fly about again into the warm sunshine. She said, it is cold outdoors now, it snows and freezes. Stay in your warm bed, and I'll take care of you. The whole winter the swallow remained underground, and Tiny nursed him with care and love. Neither the mole nor the field mouse knew anything about the bird, and Tiny didn't tell them, because... They didn't like swallows. Very soon the springtime came, and the sun warmed the earth. Then the swallow bade farewell to Tiny. Farewell, you good pretty little maiden, and thank you so much for everything you've done for me, said the swallow. And he flew out into the sunshine. rose in her eyes. She was very fond of the poor swallow. When the summer ends, it will be time for you to be married, tiny, said the field mouse. My neighbor the mole has asked for you. What good fortune for a poor child like you? And so every evening, the mole continued to visit her and was continually speaking of the time the summer would be over. Tiny was not at all pleased. She didn't like the tiresome mole. When autumn arrived, the field mouse said to her, In four weeks, the wedding must take place. Then Tiny cried, and said she would not marry the disagreeable mole. Nonsense, said the field mouse. Don't be obstinate. You ought to be very thankful for such good fortune. So the wedding day was fixed, on which the mole was to fetch Tiny away to live with him deep under the earth. And never again would she see the warm sun, because the mole didn't like the warm sun. Tiny was very unhappy at the thought of saying farewell to the beautiful sun. So she went outside to look at it once more. Farewell, bright sun, she cried. Greet the little swallow from me, if you should ever see him again. And then suddenly, over her head, she heard, Tweet, tweet. She looked up, and there was the swallow. FLYING CLOSE BY. COLD WINTER IS COMING, SAID THE SWALLOW, AND I'M GOING TO FLY AWAY INTO WARMER COUNTRIES. FLY NOW WITH ME, DEAR LITTLE TINY. YOU SAVED MY LIFE WHEN I LAY FROZEN IN THAT DARK PASSAGE. YES, I WILL GO WITH YOU, SAID TINY. AND SHE SEATED HERSELF ON THE BIRD'S BACK, WITH HER FEET ON HIS OUTSTRETCHED WINGS and tied her girdle to one of his strongest feathers. At length, they reached the warm countries and the home of the swallow, where the sun shines brightly. This is my house, said the swallow about a nest high in a tree. But it would not do for you to live there. You wouldn't be comfortable. You must choose for yourself. One of those lovely flowers, and I will put you down on it, and then you shall everything that you can wish to make you happy. That will be delightful, she said, and clapped her little hands for joy. When she looked down at one of the little flowers, how surprised she was to see there was a man in the middle of the flower. He had a crown on his head, and delicate wings at his shoulders, and he wasn't much larger than Tiny herself. He was the angel of that specific flower, for a tiny man and a tiny woman dwell in every flower, and he was the king of them all. Oh, how beautiful he is, whispered Tiny to the swallow, and the king she was the prettiest little maiden he'd ever seen. He took the gold crown from his head and placed it on hers and asked her name and if she would be his wife and queen over all the flowers. This certainly was a very different sort of husband to the son of a toad or the mole. So she said, yes, to the handsome king. Then all the flowers opened, and out of each came a little lady, or a tiny lord. All so pretty, it was quite a pleasure to look at them. Each of them brought tiny a present, but the best gift was a pair of beautiful wings, which had belonged to a large white fly, and they fastened the wings to tiny shoulders so that she could fly from flower to flower. Then there was a lot of rejoicing. You must not be called Tiny anymore, said the spirit of the flowers to her. It is an inappropriate name. Instead, we will call you Maya. How do you feel about that? Love this new beautiful name, and she loved her new beautiful home. This is the end of tonight's story time episode.